It's good to be up here for my second time. <laughs> but, you know, I, I was reflecting, um, you know, this is the year of 2012, and this is the year of increase. And prior to this year, I preached zero times, right? But I was thinking about how many times I preached. At New Philly, I preached, this is my second, but in total with mission trips, this is my eighth. I was like, wow, this really is the year of increase. And let me just say, it ain't over, right? We still got a couple, you know, a month and a half, but, you know, God's not limited with time. So there's more for y'all. All right, let me open us up in prayer real quick. Father, we just thank you for your presence in this place. And God, have your way tonight. God, we thank you that your word is like fire and and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. And God, I pray that your fire would fall and burn away anything that is not of you. And God, I pray that it would also break through any kind of walls that we've erected, any uh, walls of apathy or discontent or unbelief, God. We just pray right now that those walls would come down. And as that happens, God, soften our hearts that we would be ones to fully receive all that you have for us tonight. We love you, God. Be glorified in Jesus' name. All right. Have you all heard of uh, Opposite Day before? Yeah. All right. We're, we're going to kind of do that right now. And if you haven't heard of it, it's pretty much everything I say, you do the opposite of. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. I want everyone to sit down. <laughs> I want everyone to turn left. Don't massage the person. All right, turn right. Don't massage the person. All right, y'all can stand up. (laughs) All right, opposite day is over. But it's over right now, but this game, I feel like, is something as believers we need to do every day. And we need to play this opposite game, not with God, but with the devil. If he's saying to you, you can't do something, then what's the opposite of that? You can do it, okay? Or if he's saying, you ugly, then what do you need to say over yourself? I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am beautiful. That's right. Or I'm handsome, if you're a man. Now, in case you forgot, I'm going to remind you that the Bible says that the devil is a liar. You know, he, he's the father of all lies, and he's lying to you guys 24-7. That's his job. 1 Peter 5.8, you don't have to turn with me. I'm just going to read it for you. Uh, the, it says, the devil is like a prowling lion seeking whom he can devour. His goal is he wants to steal from you, he wants to kill you, and he wants to destroy you. Now, if you think of the opposite of that, then... We need to get better at giving. Then we need to get better at being fruitful and multiplying. Then we need to get better at building. It's the opposite of what the enemy is trying to do. Now, all throughout... Oh, what is this fly? I bind it. You better die right now. (laughs) All right, all right. Did it go away? All right, good. Now, all throughout scripture, (laughs) 
Jesus ex- exemplifies moving in the opposite spirit. Now, our goal in the Christian faith is to become more and more like him. So we really got to get good at doing this. And what Jesus did was he carried out the father's business, regardless of whether that stirred up controversy, resistance, persecution. Now, James 4, 7, again, you don't have to turn with me. You'll turn with me in the Bible in a little bit, okay? But it states, submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. You need to learn how to resist the devil and not God. And so one of the ways that I would say that you can resist is uh, to learn to discern that is found in Romans 12, 2. It says, do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. Continually renewing your mind is what's going to help you do the opposite of what the devil is saying to you. Now, now you can turn with me in the Bible, okay? Uh, It's another example of Jesus moving in the opposite spirit. It can be found in Mark chapter 3, 1 through 6. Now, if you're there, say amen. Okay, you ain't there yet. I will wait and bind this fly up. Better die. I'm about to kill it. I will. Shoot. (laughs) All right, I'm going to read the odd verses, and then you guys could read the even. Mark chapter 3, verse 1 through 6. Verse 1. Again, he entered the synagogue, and a man was there with a withered hand. And he said to the man with the withered hand, come here. And he looked around at them in anger, grieved at their hardness of heart, and said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out, and his hand was restored. Okay, you'll notice. Jesus is all about restoration. You know, that's part of God's will. He's always trying to restore people back to wholeness. So no religious law or man-made culture stands in the way of him extending his grace and love towards us. And we need to do the same. Now, three ways that you can move in the opposite spirit like Jesus did is... Now, there's a, there's a quote that I learned from someone. It, uh, it, it goes, fake it till you make it. Have you heard it before? Okay. I mean, if you don't know, I'll just tell you. It's pretty much you pretend you have confidence in something until you actually do. So you pretend that you're smarter. You pretend that you're more successful. You pretend that you're better than whatever than what reality really states. Now, as believers, we're not called to be pretenders or fakers. I know some of y'all say heck of fake, but I don't really say that, okay? So, but I changed it up a little bit. And I'm now coining, faith it till you see it. Okay, I want you to turn to your neighbor, say, faith it till you see it. it. (laughs) Now, I've been walking with God for roughly uh, 12 years now. And I've noticed that the devil is not that creative. You know, his tactics of attacking people are always the same. You know, he, he always does the opposite of what is true, right? He, 
he's like mad dramatic and he intensifies the situation like right before a breakthrough is about to happen. You know, because he, he's so scared because he knows that his time is up. And so if you think about it, it gets real boring real fast. But people fall for it all the time. Like, why? I don't get it. It's so predictable. But, you know, so a way that I think sometimes is uh, I feel like this is just my thinking, so take it or leave it. But I feel like everybody in life, we get brainwashed. Okay, most people outside the church say we're brainwashed, but in actuality, whatever you're exposing yourself to, you are washing your brain with it, right? So you can wash your brain with what the world is telling you, or you can wash your brain with what the word is saying. Now the word says, I'm fearless, I'm untouchable, I'm more than a conqueror, right? But the word world says, I suck, I'm a nobody, I'm a jerk, well, well, people say more than that, but I will refrain. Now, who are you going to believe? All right? So as a house, I feel like I was thinking about, you know, what are some of the areas that we are faithing it to see it? And in this house, you know, we're contending right now in this year of increase, uh, especially for Sunday service. Hillside, we want to see numbers in 300. E101, we want to see 200. And then Seaside, we want to see 100. And so this is like the perfect opportunity to exercise our faith because right now we don't see it, right? But this is when you need to apply faith it till you see it. I want you to repeat again. Faith it till you see it. it. Now, another area that we've been contending for is, is there have been lots of healings, you know, here and there, not just in these meetings, but people, you know, at home be praying and they give me, they're getting healed. All right. And and it's awesome. And another thing that we're contending for is Pastor Aaron's womb, right? You know, she, the doctor's been saying she can't ovulate, but, I mean, again, the devil is so not creative, all right? He, he as she says, and Pastor Benjamin, they're, they're prophesying. And, you know, in this house alone, or in the lineage that we have, you know, we've already had testimonies and breakthroughs and things have already happened with Pastor Sonny, right? And so, it, you know, the spirit... Of, of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy or the spirit of testimony is the spirit of prophecy and so it's like it's going to happen you know what Pastor Sonny had Pastor Aaron is also going to be able to declare in faith and, and see it happen she's going to have a baby you know what I'm saying and so I have a practical tip for you now I think that a lot of us we receive breakthrough but sometimes we, we really need to learn to maintain it And I think the way that you can is you need to learn to counsel yourself. Okay? I mean, don't jump to conclusions because, I mean, you know, I think it's really easy. So what I've noticed is it's really easy for when we hear somebody else's problems, you know, we listen to it and we're like, oh, yeah, I know the solution. Oh, you should do this and this and this. But then a lot of times, like, when it's our situation, it's our problem, like, we don't know how to do it. So I have an idea for you, okay? <laughs> now, back in the day when I was a junior in high school, I applied for Brown University Summer Studies Program. And it's like the same thing as applying for college. You know, you got to submit an application. You got to, uh, what else do you got to do? You got you to recommendation forms. You got you to hand in your PSAT scores. And you got to write an essay, and so for my essay, I was like, oh, snap, I really want to get in. You know, Brown is amazing. 
Uh, and so I was like, okay, what can I do? Now, I knew that one of the things that I liked doing was giving advice. So I was like, okay. At the time, there was something called Dear Abby. Who knows what I'm talking about? Okay, good, because if you don't know, then that means we got a generation gap, but it's okay. <laughs> All right? Now, Dear Abby, if you don't know, it's okay. I see some puzzled faces. It, it was an advice column, and a lot of people wrote to it. You know, they, they said that their problems or whatever, and then Dear Abby would write back with advice. Well, in my essay, I, I switched the name, obviously, and I wrote to myself, Dear Susie. And then I wrote, like, you know, my situation, like, oh, I really want to get into Brown, and I, I whatever, whatever. And then, um, and then I wrote back to myself saying, like, you know, it looks like it's going to be amazing. And I pretty much prophesied in my essay saying that I will make it. Right? The hopes were good because I did well in school. And, and then I did. And it was the best summer I ever had in high school. But in that time, I kind of realized that, that uh, key to maintaining a breakthrough is, I mean, obviously, if you're having a problem that is too much that you can handle, then you should definitely, you know, go to your small group leader, go to your community care pastor, your pastor, you know, seek after some counsel. But at the same time, like, God doesn't give, give you more than you can handle. So if you think about it, like, you don't always have to go run to them and ask for advice. This is where you need to faith it till you see it. And you need to counsel yourself. All right. So that, in, in a sense, is moving in the opposite spirit. Now, my second point as far as moving in the opposite spirit is something I like to coin, fruit fight. Okay? Uh, I kind of got it off of... Uh, you know, I'm not saying, like, grab a bunch of fruit and chuck it at each other. <laughs> okay, but I got it from uh, Food Fight, and I just changed up the wording. But I feel like fruit is our greatest weapon. Now, Galatians 5, chapter 22, it says, The fruit of the Spirit is, anyone know? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now, when you operate in these fruits, it is a counterattack to the devil. If someone curses at you, what, how are you going to respond? All right, good. If someone backstabs you, what you, what you going to do? I forgive you. That too. Or if someone cuts you in traffic, what are you going to do? Hey, hey, I ain't name, naming any names, all right? But you know who it is. <clears throat> now, obviously, you can't control other people, but you can control how you respond. Now, in the Bible, we're called to be salty, but I challenge everyone here, let's learn to be fruity. <laughs> now, here's the key. Being salty will enable you to give flavor to those around you. But being sweet like fruit is going to help you keep those people around you. And so these people, you know, you, you got to give them that opportunity to taste and see the goodness of God as you respond in that way. When they taste love, when they expect you to, you know, hate them back, then they're going to be like, what? You know, when, when they're all like, depressed and in despair and then all of a sudden you're like you're mad joyful you're expressing all this joy and you're giving it to them they're like what and you know that's actually what is going to cause them to want what you have 
And that's what you, that's the goal ultimately, because we possess a great inheritance in God. We possess eternal salvation. And that's what people are longing for, a relationship with Jesus. And so uh, another story that I could tell you that is related to uh, moving in the opposite spirit can be found in 1 Samuel chapter 24 and the whole chapter of 26. Now, that's way too long to read, but you can turn if you need to review. Now, I'm just going to summarize it a little bit, but you'll see that King Saul, he was anointed to be king. But then he stopped following God, and he, he didn't keep God's commandments. And, and then you'll kind of find that later uh, the anointing lifts. And then, pa- uh, what is it? I was about to say pastor. <laughs> pastor David, no. Um, David is anointed as king. <laughs> and then Saul sees that, and he gets mad and secure. He gets mad, jealous. And then he starts pursuing David to try to kill him. And you see in chapter 24, David actually has an opportunity to do so. Saul's sleeping. He's like, dang, I could totally do it. But then he realized, nah, I'm going to fruit fight right now. I'm going to fight back with some fruit. I'm going to love him even though he deserves to die. I'm going to spare his life. And so he does. And he doesn't even do that just once. You'll see in chapter 26, he does it again. And so he, he responds in the opposite way that he should have. Because if you had someone chasing after you, trying to kill you, I'm sure you want them dead too. Because that, that feeling of that paranoia, like always like looking behind your back, I don't know if I could live with that. But anyway, so I challenge you to consider the various relationships or people you run into at work or at school. You know, we're unoffendable, right? But if anyone has rubbed you the wrong way or hurt you, Think about it. How are you responding to them? You know, are you doing the same back? Or are you moving in the opposite spirit? Now, if, you're, if they are dishing out rudeness, like on the subway, someone pushing you, putting an elbow in your back, you know, are you going to fight back with some kindness? And be like, oh, it's okay. I love you. <laughs> or, you know, or if someone's being mad rough with you, they're mad abrasive, are you going to fight back with gentleness? So I believe that, you know, fighting back with fruit is a weapon of warfare, but I also believe it's an evangelistic tool to win souls. You know, because God is all about the least, the last, and the lost. That's like a tongue twister. Say it like five times. Least, last, lost. Least, last, lost. Least, last, okay. Because God's heart, he wants all to repent and none to perish. Every person we come across is someone he wants for them to draw near to him, and you've been placed there to be a light in the dark place. You're there to be that joy giver when everyone around you is mad depressed. You know what I'm saying? So if you want to engage in this fruit fight, because it ain't easy, you're going to have to John 15, 5 it. Okay? It says, you can look it up, but I'll just read it to you. Whoever abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Apart from me, you can do Nothing. Now, if you've run into an enemy, obviously, you know, when they hate, that's your perfect opportunity um, to demonstrate that. But if you have nothing, you can't muster up anything, then what you really need to do is abide. You need to spend time, get in God's face, experience these fruits of the spirit of love, joy, peace for yourself, 
And then once you experience it, you'll notice like you can't even keep it to yourself. It's going to overflow. It's going to be uncontainable that it's just going to spread. And, and then it's like, and then those people are like, yeah, you know what? You have that much joy. I want it too. And then they'll get saved on the spot and then you'll have a party in heaven. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, my third and last point as far as moving in the opposite spirit is it also enables you to find treasures. Not just in others, but in yourself too. Deuteronomy 7, 6, it says, we are his treasured possession. Now, God put so many treasures in us, but sometimes we need to dig for them. If something is of great value, it's usually hidden. It's not just on display for the taking. Now, a few years ago, I had a dream, and I was, I was playing what I feel like is one of God's favorite games. And I noticed he likes playing it with his kids, but we were playing hide and seek, and I was looking for him. And I was like, God, why do you keep hiding from me? I know this is a game, but why? And then God was like, because I want to be found. And I was like, oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> so God desires for us to seek him, to know him. You know, and he's such a good father that he, he, give, he delights in giving us good gifts. And some of those gifts, you know, we are a gift in itself, but some gifts are put in you. And you got to imagine like, you know, some of these gifts are unwrapped. You know, like let's say Christmas Day, there's like all these presents that are under the tree and nobody opens them up. Like that's a lot of y'all. Some of them, it's been sitting there for years and just been collecting dust. So it's time. It's time to open them up. Because you know what? I realized that it's not even, it's for you, but it's actually not, you know, as you operate or, or acknowledge and recognize these gifts and you develop it, then you realize that that gift needs to be given to others. And so, as I said earlier, the devil is such a liar. And so a lot of times in your own thinking, you might think that you suck at something. You might think it is your greatest weakness. I will tell you, it is a, it's probably masked as your greatest strength. And so I was thinking about, you know, how even for me, like, I would say one of the greatest weaknesses that I felt that I've had since I was young was speaking. Ever since I was young, I've always thought to myself, I am not articulate. I'm not eloquent. I was like Moses, like, don't send me. Give me an errand. Send Aaron instead. I don't want to do it. You know, and even, uh, even me coming up here, like, it, it is like a testimony in and of itself. Because speaking, I always, always have to wrestle with that. I always have to do the opposite of what I think is true. And, you know, I, I had it confirmed multiple times, you know, believe it or not, when I was young, I was real quiet. I didn't really talk. <laughs> believe it or not. And I know, wow, right? <laughs> And I had all these people pray for me and even people who prophesied. And they would always say the opposite of what I thought. Because I was like, no, I'm not good at that. And then they would, I remember my first prophetic word, I got rebuked like crazy. They were like, you have not seen yourself the way God sees you. You fought these abilities and giftings. And now it's like, stop it, you know. And, and they were like, you know, your mouth is anointed to speak and nothing can make it not anointed. And then, you know, people would be like, you have a real speaking ability. I'd be like, no, I don't you know, and I would agree with the devil. 
And that happened for years. And that's why I'm saying this, like, enough. Like, it's time to finally agree with what God is saying about you, not what the devil has been saying about you. Now, I realized, um, uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, in the last two years, I've been on about seven mission trips. And it's it's been the best time of my life. So even when Pastor uh, Purple was up here, I was like, oh, God loves the nations. God loves Tibet. God loves the Himalayas. Lord, you know, you said ask for the nations. You know, give it to us as an inheritance. Give us Tibet. Give us the Himalayas, you know. And so, um, but I realized that uh, when we lay our life down for others, God does for you what you can't do for yourself. And, and what you find is when you go on these trips, it's like you pretty much you go out there, you find all this treasure in other people. You dig it up. And then in that same stride of discovering these treasures in other people, you actually discover the gold inside of you. And I would say more about this, but I feel like that's another sermon. But I'm going to share um, a testimony real quick. Now, on this past trip to Australia, uh, I had a friend who uh, had been suffering from back pain for 10 years. And, and she uh, got all this physical therapy done and she also had lots of prayer from powerful ministers with the gift of healing and i even prayed for her right and then i and then she didn't get healed and i was like what what is going on right now like this ain't right like why is she still not healed and so i brought it brought it to god and i was like yo (laughs) i talked to god like that sorry I was like, what is this? And then I was like, why isn't she getting healed? And so God was telling me, like, it's because it's time for her to activate her gift of healing. And as she activates her gift by praying for someone else's healing, she's going to get healed too. And then I was like, oh, that's cool. All right. <laughs> and in that moment, I had to choose, like, all right, I got to faith it till I see it. Because I had no idea. You know what I mean? I had no idea that that was going to happen. And so in a three-week time frame, I... I really fought with fruit with her. Like, I had to love her. I had to be patient with her. Like, even though she was like, I don't believe this and this and this. uh, You know, she had different ways of thinking than I did. And so, uh, but during that time, you know, I I just kept speaking life over her. And then one of our team members, they were able to spend the night at her place before they had to fly out. And I remember telling that team member, I was like, make sure you speak life over her. Do it. And then she was like, okay. So she goes, and they spend the night, have an amazing time, like stayed up to like 4 a.m., sharing testimonies and whatnot. And then I guess towards the end of the evening, she she shared, or um, the new Philly team member shared, that uh, she had suffered from like leg and hip pain, and she hadn't shared it with anybody. And then my friend, uh, my Australian friend, uh, she mustered up the courage to pray for her. And then that new Philly one got healed 100%. Okay, and I was like, "What?" I was like, "Yeah." But and then my friend from Australia, she didn't get a hundred percent, but she got partial because she said she's never felt as good as she does now. Now I believe, and I'm still believing this for. I'm faith in it until I see it. That you know, her healing is going to come as she continues to step out in faith for like while she's praying for other people to exercise that gift that she has in her. Now, I could have easily, you know, just came into agreement with what the devil said and just been like, oh, okay, it is what it is. But I chose to do the opposite 
Um, and I moved in that opposite spirit, and then that's where I was able to see, you know, things come to pass. And so this is where I challenge all of you guys to get good at this, to get good at moving in the opposite spirit, whatever situation that you're facing. Now, to wrap it up, you know, the best way that you can do this is you really need to continue to renew your mind. You need to read your Bible. You need to do what it says. Okay? It's one thing to hear it, but it's another to do it. Okay? So I challenge you guys to do it and, and to really assess in your life if what you're doing, if you're resisting God with the things that he's been speaking over to you, what your small group leader has been saying, what the pastors here have been saying, if you're not coming into agreement with it, then you're gonna, you got a question like, okay, wait, who am I resisting right now? Who am I moving in the opposite spirit? Is it God or is it the devil? Because, I mean, God is always, God is for you, and he loves you, and he has a plan for you, and everyone here in this house, we, we support every single person that comes through here, and we want to see the fullness of God manifest in every single person. You know what I'm saying? So, as you pl- apply this to your life, I just want you guys to remember, number one, everyone repeat after me, faith it till you see it. I mean, whatever you're contending for, whether it's healing, restoration in your family, you know, nothing, it says in the word, nothing is impossible with God. And God's promises are irrevocable. He's watching over his word to perform it. His words don't fall to the ground. And even when there are times that we're faithless, he is faithful because he can't deny himself. So we really need to move in the opposite, opposite to the world. And we also need to learn to abide in Jesus and fight back with fruit engage in a fruit fight don't just you know hope it gets brushed under the rug and goes away you actually have to engage in it and all and lastly as you move in this opposite spirit you'll start to discover not only the treasures in others but also in yourself and i hope you guys all open your gifts soon so that you can start to develop it but it's going to require you to start digging it's going to require you to start uncovering now, before I wrap up in prayer, we're actually going to do a little activity. And this is a direct application. Because I really feel like, you know, everything, you can, like, it's one thing to hear it, but you got to figure out how to apply it and incorporate it into your everyday life. Then you'll start to see victory after victory after victory. Then you'll start to see yourself go to that next level and that next level. It's one thing to, you know, just constantly, oh, that's good, oh, amen. But then to actually figure out how to directly apply it. So right now we're going to do it. So I show you how you do it. Everyone grab a partner. Okay. If you don't have a partner or if there's like three people, you can do, you know, three people don't matter. And what you're going to do is I'm going to give you like a couple minutes and you guys are going to, one person is going to share with the other what they think is their greatest weakness. Okay. And then I want the other person to actually say the opposite of that and to say that that's their strength. Okay, but keep it, you know, like, I don't know, just think back. Remember when. Remember back in the time. I don't know. Remember. And then after that, I'll tell you to switch, and then I'll close this in prayer. So go.
All right, let me wrap us up in, in prayer. Okay, God, we just thank you for tonight. And we just uh, thank you for all that's been established as people have been sharing, God, their weaknesses. God, we come into agreement with the truth of what you say about us. And as two or more come into agreement, we thank you that it's done. And we just stand in faith in those things. Thank you that each of us here are your treasured possessions. God, pour out your spirit of wisdom and revelation. God, open our eyes and hearts to see the things that you see, God. And may we come into agreement with that. And God, may we be fully submitted to you in that way. And help us to apply moving in the opposite spirit in our everyday life. We thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.